Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. Tonight, we take a closer look at challenges facing fathers and two prominent organizations that work to support them with valuable resources. Joining me now, Chester Deans Jr. He is president and CEO of Fathers United to Raise Awareness and Halbert Sullivan, founder and CEO of Fathers Support Center. Thank you both so much for being here. I appreciate it. Let's talk about the history of your respective organizations, how it came about and what's the mission. Mr. Deans, let's start with you first and Mr. Sullivan, follow up, please. Well, uh, Mr. Sullivan needs to start because our Fathers United to Raise Awareness really came out of Fathers Support Center. Yes, ma'am. Well, that's fine. Tell me the story. Okay, the story is that um, Mr. Sullivan and I, we always knew that, that even when we gave the program services and the curriculum to the men, there were certain laws and there were certain pieces of legislation in the state that required policy change. And I took the lead in that, especially after we, we initiated an organization, which is our outreach component of the agency called Father's Wrath. And once I began to notice that many of the men had certain issues surrounding what they call criminal non-support, um, judgments of paternity, uh, shared parenting, co-parenting, I start formulating a group of men that wanted to come together weekly and monthly to talk about this. So he and I, we strategized it as to how we were going to make this successful. So. I started having rallies back in 05 and 06 in certain parts. And I would invite the men to come out to talk about whatever their issues were. And then I had them sign these petitions. Eventually, I had over oh, 6,580 names to submit to the governor in reference to let's modify criminal non-support, deal with the judgments of paternity, the co-parenting and, sh and shared parenting, as well as the expungement issues. And so, as we continue to go and improve over the years, the agency has taken the lead, and in history, Father Support Center and Fathers United to Raise Awareness has led some of uh, critical bills like modification of criminal non-support back in 2009, and then we also had the judgments of paternity back in 2009. SB 140 was for child support. SB 141 was for judgments of paternity, and the governor signed both of them in July of 2009. Wow. And so the two of you, your two organizations, worked together on those two bills, correct? Yes. Awesome. So, Mr. Sullivan, give me the backstory. Give me the history of your organization. Father uh, Support Center was created to foster healthy relationships that impact families and communities. Uh, I'm the founder of the agency, and I got into the work to uh, basically impact outcomes for children. Uh, it was a unique way to look at it. Our children face a significant amount of issues, and they're directly related to fatherlessness, not no fathers being in the home for whatever reason. Right. 
Um, uh, I'm gonna give you a little list of negatives, and they're all over the 70 percentile. Uh, 70 percent of children that drop out of high school. 70 percent of children that uh, 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 use drugs. 70 percent of children that go to prisons. Uh, Seven percent of uh, children that uh, have displaced anger and act out on that displaced anger, of those that are homeless, those that run away, those that commit suicide, all at the center percentile. And 82 percent of all teenage girls who get pregnant come from fatherless homes. And that just keeps the cycle going. So I wanted to do some work that would make changes for our children so that they can develop into becoming responsible adults. And that's the basics for the agency. And what happened while I got involved with uh, doing what I do with the dads, we helped the dads to change the way they think, primarily about their overall children and their family situation and their community. It's a complete process. process. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll connect the, the work. After I'd been involved with this work for about two or three years, I noticed that there was a disconnect with the laws. There was a huge disconnect with the laws. The low-income, non-resident, uh, non-custodial dad, uh, in my opinion, he wasn't quite getting a fair shake with the laws. The first laws that I ran into that I had a problem were the laws centered around uh, the allocation or the judgment of child support. I agree that child support needs to be collected. Don't get it twisted. At our agency, I tell them, you need to go pick some grapes, but you got to pay this child yes. support, mm -hmm. okay? But it was unfair in the way they were uh, handing out how uh, they were going to collect the money. How are they doing that? Oh, hook or crook. No care or concern whatsoever. Give you a felony for not paying child support. Hook or crook. When you catch low-income dads, and they got the research, typically make between, making between seven and say $14,000 a year, and you give him for one child, a child support of about $300 a month, don't sound like much. But when you take that, and you take that out of that, I'm talking about $14,000 before taxes, take that out of the $14,000, what does he have left? Can't pay rent. How many people are gonna go to work and I can't pay rent? Okay, now again, I don't care if you gotta pick grapes, you're gonna have to pay this child support. But you saddle him with a criminal case. And in Missouri, you can catch a felony. Does a felony help you to be able to get a well-paying job? Not in this country, it don't. So, along the way, they'll take your driver's license. Is taking his driver's license gonna help him to get a well-paying job? Now, there are a number of things that occur before we get to those stages. But still, it was just a little bit too punitive. And the dad, I mean, if he, when he would go to jail, stay gone for a year, a year and a half, this child support is steady stacking up. So he's behind in it when he comes out, okay? Uh, the visitation piece, it was a huge issue. Right. In 2002, the Office of Child Support Enforcement put out a report from child support, of the fathers who have child support orders and visitation, 75% of those fathers pay their child support. Versus fathers who have child support orders and no visitation, 35% pay. But yet, the same office, the same administration that can garnish you your paycheck, take your driver's license, put you in jail, 
does not have the authority to give that dad his visitation rights. So the legislation that, that you got passed, absolutely. Um, does that address those issues, Mr. Dean? Yes, it does. But as Mr. Sullivan said, there, this is a continual process because some of the actual uh, laws that have been passed, many of the men that we serve, they do not speak to an attorney and or a, a legal service that's going to help them to access these laws. Just for example, I'm, I'm gonna give you right now, there's a law that's been passed in 2016 and it's called shared parenting, okay? It's House Bill 1550. But when you speak to many of the population that we serve, they do not have this information. And then when we resource the information to them, you know, we have to help them to go through the process because there are certain stipulations that needs to be met, especially when it comes to a man having shared parenting. For instance, of course, he has to have a viable income and his home needs to be safe and secure, you know, be able to pay health insurance. And of course, there's a transportation uh, a level that has to be met so that the child will be provided for properly. You know, one of the three goals of the agency is that the father must be financially supportive of his children, as well as the second, be emotionally uh, and socially involved, and then have some, thirdly, some developmental involvement. So even with the passage of these laws, and also for Senate Bill 141, it ended after two years. Is that correct? It ended the way we had it set up set after two, two years. years. Okay. However, Liesel is still getting the benefit from it because once the law is used mm -hmm. and it becomes a record, then they can go back and they can go back and they can go right. back. The deal is that uh, you need an attorney whenever you're dealing you with the right. And that's law, exactly right. what I was about to say. It seems like there are a lot of legal issues for sure. where you do need some assistance from attorneys. So attorney. do either of your agencies provide that type yes. of assistance to these fathers? Well, he just mentioned Liesel King Williams and she is the legal services administrator at the right. Court Center. But it's limited. Limited. Though. It's limited. Mm -hmm. um, in the state of Missouri, they have legal aid services. And I'm going to talk about the attorney in a minute. Mm -hmm. Legal aid services uh, here in St. Louis, it is limited. Men that have these type of issues, they can't access the legal aid services to help them with their issue. Why not? Limited. Uh, when I began my quest, I went to them because I, I, I Mr. Deans is a St. Louisan from mm -hmm. the bone. Mm -hmm. I'm from Rochester, New York. <laughs> Our legal aid service, you can go in there and you hook in and get help with almost anything in here. But I, I said, we can't help you with that because it's a conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. Significant amount of the dollars that they receive to support legal services come from issues related to uh, females or Mothers women. And, and it's a conflict for them to do so. So, to answer your question, yes, we have attorneys on staff. Uh, Liesl King-Williams, uh, she is our lead attorney. Liesl used to be uh, a judge. She set the bench for 10 years, uh, and now she's on staff with us, and we have two part-time attorneys on staff with us as well. We also get some pro bono assistance from a number of attorneys around town. Uh, but our access to those attorneys now can only occur if you are participating in our program. You just can't walk in off the streets and actually use our attorneys. The attorneys are paid for with uh, grant monies, okay? And the grant dollars limit who you can provide to based on what program that you're in. 
And so we have guys who walk in off the street who need the legal assistance and they've heard about it. So I want to be perfectly clear about that, that they have to be in one of our programs in order to access that legal services. That's the way that we get the dollars uh, to maintain the project programs and or to be able to pay for those services. There's nothing free in America, especially legal services. They're not free. And so, but yes, we, we currently do about about 900 guys a year through our programs. Yeah. Well, we're doing a little over a thousand because we do have a mom's project as well, and we got a youth project as well too. So yeah, they all can access our legal services. And that's a huge number of people too. That's true. And and as a continuum and connection to the Father Support Center, and when the men do not come into the program and fathers wrap, I can offer them alternative resources, even though many times. You know, when the men go for these programs, you know, say for instance, if we go through uh, a not-for-profit like Art City Defenders, uh, they have to get on a list. And then, you know, where you are on the list will dictate when your case is going to be, uh, shall we say, you're going to have an opportunity to speak to a lawyer about your issue. And then there's other organizations through certain universities here in the city. But here again, what Mr. Sullivan and I always promote is, you have to be proactive and seeking this, you know, especially when it's not costing you anything, you know, and then you're going, we don't want you to get upset about it. The object is to stay to the task, have some attention to the matter, especially if you want to take care of the issues with your children in reference to your access to visitation and or custody and or judgments of attorney. Good that point. Is, Hold that thought, Mr. Sullivan. Got to take a break. Stay with okay. us. We'll be back in a moment. Continue the conversation right after this. Fantastic. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome back to The Pulse of St. Louis. Tonight we are speaking with Chester Deans, Jr., President and CEO of Fathers United to Raise Awareness, and Halbert Sullivan, Founder and CEO of Fathers Support Center. Tell me about the resources and the programs that are available to fathers in need, Mr. Sullivan. I'll with pick you. up on that. I wanted to piggyback off of Deans because their legal services, uh, such as Arch Defenders and some of our uh, universities locally, we got some of the best universities. Right. Things are not free. And oftentimes, our clientele are looking for it to be taken care of, like right now. Right. Arch Defenders, they have a list. Uh, the legal services that you can get from our local universities, you have to be in compliance with whatever they need in order to be able to provide you with the services. So sometimes they do leave a little disheartened. At the Father Support Center, our number one goal is to impact outcomes for children. Our work, our work is to help this man, this woman, this young person to change the way they think. I don't believe in just giving people stuff. Uh, here's some rent money, uh, here's some bill money. We want the person to earn those things and learn how to earn and how to maintain. The agency provides a, uh, we have, uh, a, our family formation program, which is under that program, is the Responsible Fatherhood Project and our Moms Project. Our Legal Services Project also falls under that umbrella. We have an Employment Placement Program. We're very proud of our Employment Placement Program. We will typically place about 70% of those that complete our programs, and that's a very good placement rate. When you consider that 95% uh, uh, of our clientele, they don't have a high school diploma, they don't have a work history, they have a criminal background, and they don't have a skills trade. Under our employment program is where we provide 
employment for our federal formation clientele, but also employment for the reentry population. We currently will serve about two, maybe 250 citizens who are returning back home from an incarceration situation. We have a youth program. Our youth program, I started that in about 2001 or two, and I was just trying to get in front of that deadbeat dad stuff. I wanted to work with the young people to help them to understand um, uh, this life uh, and not get involved uh, in uh, sexual behavior at an early age. Uh, the big thing going on back then was teen pregnancy prevention. Teen pregnancy prevention is a great concept, it really is. But here you are, what, 13, 14, and you've gotten active, I want you to stop doing that. I don't want you to do that no more. I don't think that's gonna work out too good, particularly as human beings and we've gotten involved with uh, sex sexual activities. So I started working with kids who were in middle school ages, I mean uh, elementary school age kids to get in front of things, uh, abstinence program, to talk, have conversations about values and morals, goals, objectives, and bringing in young people to help discuss so young people know what happens if you get involved at too early of age. And the youth program now, we still do some of that, but we've changed. We've started having conversations now around the violence that we have in our communities. <coughs> uh, we also have what Mr. Dean's talked about as our father's rap program. The Father's Rap program is set up to be a, uh, a support unit. That's basically why it's there. For those who go through these uh, daytime programs, come back to Father's Rap and get you some support. Father's Rap is also set up to be a, 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 a holding space. We only take in so many guys. You know, we're trying to work on uh, behavior modification, cognitive behavior modification techniques. That works good when you got 10, 12 people in a classroom, not when you got 30 in a classroom. So it's a holding place until uh, we get space for you at another location. But it's also put there for guys who are working and who could not be in a six-week component. We have a six-week component, five days a week from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock for six weeks. Men progress through in a cohort. It stops, it starts together, and it stops together, okay? They sign on to be with us for a year. But the first six weeks, five days a week, eight to four, they'll have contact with social workers, they'll have contact with family therapists, parenting skills people, our employment people, as well as our attorneys. They'll get contact with a nutritionist. We talk about nutrition so that our dads can understand first how to eat well themselves, but how their children should eat as well. We do financial literacy. We have a couple banks that come out and help our men to understand what financial literacy is. However, the main point we're trying to drive home is that you don't have to do um, the corner store to cash your check. You don't have to go to the payday lenders to get a loan. Our, our financial literacy uh, help will come out and help them to start getting their credit in better shape, okay? Now, a variety, the Office of Child Support Enforcement, they come out, they spend a right. whole day mm -hmm. explaining the child support situation and doing what they can do to make some corrections. And as long as they're operating in our program, there's quite a bit that they will do for them. But they must accept the fact that the child support is not going nowhere. Still gotta pay it. You, if you created a baby, you gotta be financially responsible for that baby. Child support, our agency, as well as some uh, judges and some prosecutors, because we 
have father in court here in St. Louis City. Right. Part of the bills that bills, they talk yes. about right. was to create father in courts throughout the state. Mm -hmm. And we created one here in St. Louis City. So there are legislators that are on board, but we teach responsible behavior. What are you doing? Instead of just crying all the time about it, what are you doing to help yourself? Children, I don't remember one asking to come here. And the mom, I don't think she made the baby by herself. Okay, so you got a responsibility there. How do we help you to get involved with that responsibility? But you have another responsibility that's not just a financial responsibility. Parents impact the emotional mm -hmm. and psychological development of children. Mm -hmm. Parents also protect children. It's very difficult for just one. We need some involvement from two, regardless of the nature of the adult relationships. We want it to be amicable, amicable, but the father or the absent parent has a role to play, should play a role. You know, somebody should be there when the kids are playing baseball. Somebody should be there when they're playing violins. You know, uh, most. Uh, groups that entertain children, there will be some negative peer pressure around. If parents are around, we impact that negative peer pressure, That's not only for my child, right. but for other children that might be in their circle as well. The father-child, the father is very important to the child. And, right. <laughs> and Do you, you find that they're getting the message, Mr. D? They are getting the message, uh, but it has to be continual. See, what I don't care with many of the, uh, shall we say, seminars and the events that happen, it's, they'll come with a, the state of the lack of fatherness or, uh, you know, any special dynamic forum, uh, where is the father, and we do this every three months. That's one reason why I stay with what I do. And after I retired in December 2017, of course, Mr. Sullivan and I had already talked about this, how I was going to branch off and uplift Fathers United to raise awareness in the community because the men come from different models of what a responsible man is about. I help them to redefine what I believe masculinity is about, you know. And so with that, not only are you going to take care of our children and, you know, maintain a cohesive family and take care of our community, but now after you do all of that, we're going to go into community and make sure that community has uh, uh, work that needs to be done, whether you need to clean up your community, whether you need to cut your grass, and or with some of these laws that impact you, we're going to be on the road, knocking on doors, and we'll go to Jefferson City as well as City Hall so that we can make a difference. Because in the end, when you don't give your voice, mm. those legislators believe that you don't want to be a part. And I know for a fact, coming from my fine heritage in my life, especially with my grandfather, you've got to state your voice. And once the men bite off into this, they'll go, they'll participate. It's just unfortunately, though, sometimes, you know, as Mr. Sullivan was talking about, when you talk about the modification of a person's mindset, you know, behavior modification, many of these men didn't learn they need to be active in their own well-being. They thought other folks was going to just put it on them, you know, but you have to be active in your own well-being. And then the beautiful part about that, Shirley, is when your children see you being active, they know how to be active. And you see how passionate yeah, he is. See, you know, every yeah. week, every other week, he's up and down that highway. He's carrying mm -hmm. uh, either van load or car load of guys mm -hmm. to participate in uh, uh, legislation bills that impact them 
their family and community. Mm -hmm. You want some of the child support policies to change, but you're not there exactly. when they're discussing. Mm -hmm. Future brings them there for those who want to be involved. And we invite the community of men. I don't think that every male is a father, but he's probably a father-to-be at some point in time. And these <laughs> laws yeah. are just outrageous. All right, good point. Got to take a break. Stay with us. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. We're almost out of time, but Mr. Deans, I want you to talk a little bit about the Man Up Fatherhood program. What is this all about? The Man Up Fatherhood program is uh, an actual session where the men can come and speak about whatever their issues are, family, employment, masculinity, relationships, child support. I can help them with that due to the fact that I developed this out of the Father Support Center and I can provide a resource. But at the same time, when I give this person the information, I want you to be proactive with it. Don't sit down on it. Go check it out, then get back to me. Well, Chester Dean's that didn't work. Well, see, I've, I've got alternatives because the object is for you to find a, a resolution in your issue because your children are impacted. Mm -hmm. The community is impacted. My, my world is impacted, as a matter of fact, because that very person that could have resorted back to criminal behavior he might walk up on one of my relatives and commit a crime, and I don't want that to happen. So, so we, meet me at 50, we meet at 5436 okay. Bartmer every Friday from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Man Up Fatherhood. It just so happens it's across from my church. It's the Union Memorial in Richmond Center. And I do this, just like I said, for the reason of uplifting our mankind because we need to become responsible for our communities and our families. Good our point. Children. I'm out of time. Thank you both for being here, and thank you for joining us. I'll see you next time. All right.